couple years ago, and I think this is our fourth year together as co-leaders. And I was really intimidated when Martha told me, like, I'm going to put you with Lori, because I was just like, she just seems like too cool for me. And so then I got to know her, and then I went to her house, and I met her husband and her kids, and I was like, I was right. She's, <laughs> she's way cooler than I am. And I feel like I name dropped them a lot. I'm like, yeah, I'm friends with Lori and Brian Wettmiller. And um, my coolness factor goes up to here. So um, they're an incredible couple, not only because they're fun and cool, and they're like Joanna and Chip Gaines, basically. They can build and design anything. But because they live with such intention and mission as a family, and I've watched um, them make decisions that are hard as a family, like where to live, where to send their kids to school, their summers, how they're going to plan their summers. It's all around their vision and mission as a family. And it's really, it's challenged me as a parent, and my husband and I have a lot of work to do in talking about this further because I think beyond we want our kids to know God and to love God, there's got to be even more vision and mission because um, it just leads and guides you. And the, and the best way to kind of for me to understand this is Martha was telling me, she's like, it's like your races. I'm like, yeah. So like, if I get up every morning and go, okay, do I swim, do I bike, do I run today? Well, I have a race that I'm shooting for, and I know what that requires. And so that leads my decisions for the day of how I'm going to work out. And so I think that that's the best way that it's just important to have an aim and a goal. And I think Lori and Brian have done it beautifully, and my husband and I sit back, and we just we want to be like you when we grow up. So Lori and Brian Wetmiller, come on up. time I met Carrie, Martha was like, she's a leader. It was at our old place, and I was like, you're young. And she was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> she's the best. So we are Brian and Lori. Um, I know most of you. We're, we're excited to be here and to talk to y'all about vision um, today, but we want to tell you a little bit about ourselves before we get started. So I am a counselor who doesn't counsel formally. It, uh, transitioned, I work for an interior designer right now, which is really fun. Um, we run uh, a nonprofit ministry. We live beside public housing in Tenoya. So we do tutoring and woodworking, youth on Wednesday nights, filling my gaps. Yeah, yes. Um, coaching, those kinds of things. Um, what else? I'm on the board of public housing, which has been, like, really crazy. And all those things I try to do during school hours so I can do my favorite and hardest job, which is being a mother. I think that's it for me. All right, well, I guess I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> but we have three kids. Oh, yeah. Um, forgot about <laughs> uh, we have three kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we live in Tenoy. I'm a uh, 
generous. I was crying in the closet on Tuesday. So <laughs> um, let's pray before we get into it. Okay, so we are talking about life on purpose today, building vision, mission, having values for your family, essentially aiming at something. Um, before we get into that, I our talk is really practical. And so with that being said, we can do as many practices as we want, but without Jesus, they're always going to fail. And so... Please know going into this that the Lord is the one who lights the flame for us to be able to do anything good. Like we stand before you, total messes. It's only the Lord who does this in your life and in our life. Um, the other thing that I want to stress is that y'all are awesome. God made you and he made each of you different. Your gifts are different. Your passions are different. So what your vision is for your family is going to look super awesome and not like our vision for our family. So please keep that in mind that you have your own gifts and passions. Yes, we, uh, we don't want to come across like we have it all together. So, um, but when thinking through any, most of the stuff that we have looked at or are going to teach for us is like, When talking about life on purpose, aiming at something, um, there's no better place in my mind to go than the great crying out to evangelist, Katie Perry. Um, <laughs> shout out to the crazy Jesus or John the Baptist, maybe. Katie Perry. Katie Perry in her song. something, if you're not, um, we've heard that before, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Um, if you're not aiming your life on purpose, you'll fall for all the things, because the world is telling us how to live, and the scriptures tell us how to live in the world. Um, and if we don't, and we're not directing ourselves, and our marriage, and our family, um, then the world will, and we'll end up where Hagar was. Um, so we're going to talk about some ways to aim at something. 
Okay. Yeah, tons of different okay. ones. We just picked three for you. The first is a vision statement. So we are, this is the, hold on. Okay. A vision statement is essentially a concise statement that you're coming up with with your family, with your husband, that's based on a lot of work that you have done. So I'm going to, there's pictures that you can take for this whole thing. Um, But a vision statement is a description of a desired or preferred future. It clarifies your expectations and ensures that you're directing your lives toward the same destination with the same purpose. It also prevents you from wasting time. So that happens a lot to us. We waste a lot of time when we are not focused on the, the big goal. Um, so it's going to help you, prevent you from doing that. But the first thing that you kind of want to do before you start all these steps is, well, I'm just going to explain them to you really fast, which is number five, these seven areas of life. So if you came to me for coaching or something, we would sit down and we would do what's called the wheel of life, which has each of these things on them. So you are going to, I'm trying to find my, where my notes are, sorry. Okay, you're going to go through each of these things with your spouse. So physical, your health, your nutrition, like you're discussing these things with your spouse. Your sleep goes under that. Psychological, are you mentally and emotionally happy? What's your stress level? Finances, we would do like a budget. So it's like very detailed in order to get to your vision statement. A lot of times people look at vision statements like you're on the back porch of a beautiful mountain view and the view is your vision statement but there's like millions of trees that make up this view the sky and so it takes a lot of work in order to be able to get there but steps wise the first thing that you'll do is you'll plan a time to talk there's a movie that we like that always makes fun of the girl for planning to plan a time to do something but you have to do that and y'all know that with kids like a lot of times at mom to mom Brian will like I'll I'll hear someone talk and then he'll come home on Thursdays and the kids are ever and I'm like we have to do this we have to do a vision statement right now like I get super hyped about it so you have to plan a time that works for your family to talk the second is starting with prayer So three is communicate effectively with active listening. And I love the picture of like a couple going into a negotiation and they're on either sides of the table 
but what you want is to be on the same side of the table as your spouse. Like what you are doing, you, you are he, they're not the enemy. You're trying to come to the same goal together. Um, ask the miracle question, which the miracle question is, if you woke up tomorrow and your family was exactly as you dreamed, it would look like dot, dot, dot. That's not a question, but you can <laughs> put it in the form of a question. Um, and then dream big. This was really big for Brian and I. We were in a season of grief and had someone counsel us to just dream big. And it was so fun to just be like, what does the Lord want for us? What are we interested in? And it's even cooler to see how he has done a lot of those things now in hindsight. And then lastly, discuss those seven areas. Oh, that's not lastly, but five. Okay, next, we don't have a six because I'm really good at PowerPoints. So make one up yourself. <laughs> um, but seven, these are just essential questions that you can ask yourselves to kind of get the conversation going. So Brian hates when people read off the screen. <laughs> But I'm going to read them really fast. What is God's purpose for your family? What are your family's giftings? What are your values as a couple? What kind of family do you want to be? What do you want to accomplish in your lives as a family? What kind of family do you want to be in five years? And what legacy do you want to leave? So you ask yourself those questions, and then you write your vision statement, which, again, it is a short can you go back one, Miles? Yeah. Yeah. That's Well, that's right on mine. Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm not. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, you have what's up next. Got it. Okay. Vision statement is short so that you're, someone is like, hey, will you come visit our church? You're like, no. That's probably not a great example. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's say I'm going to send my kids to public school, then you go back to your vision and all the things that you hashed out with your family and you're like, that's not part of my vision, it's short consolidated statements. So these are to become a family that brings honor and glory to God in all seven areas of life to maintain a growing, flourishing, close-knit family that inspires other families to do the same. Those are just some examples. Fun fact, we don't have a vision statement. So <laughs> we really, we do the next two things and we love them, love a vision statement. It, we're not, as you can tell, we're a little messy. We did it at one point. Maybe, we just don't remember don't it. We're just not, we're not corporate. We're like, ah, like, so. You like ones in the room who are like, do a vision statement. It will be helpful for your family. Okay, the, the thing that we did do that actually we learned last year from Trudy Kathy White when she came and spoke. This is why I love Mom's Mom because Roy will come home and he'll say, hey, I forgot to tell you this. Hey, Trudy, do this. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, and this is the, the next slide, the values. This one helped me. I don't know if it's just me being a guy or um, 
basically go through, there'll be another slide after this that has more words on it, but you go through all of these different values. There's tons of them. Um, and you're going to separate as a couple. So you do the husband, the list, you take the list, and you sort of answer as these primary values here. But they kind of sort of like repeat them or something like that. And you go in and be like, these are the things that make my husband act out in this particular scenario. What I want to We have six. They had it as like a date night, like that you could go and do it as a date night, which was good. So, but that's values. And then the, the thing that we do every year is the next one, which is what we call our annual come to Jesus meeting. That's, um, that's more yes, that's more like us. <laughs> um, so we meet at, we meet, we, we do something at the end of December. When our kids were really little, we would go away for a night just because we were like, then we will have total undistracted time. Now it looks a little different because they're a little more independent. So we this last year we did it on like the drive down to Florida to visit Brian's family. Um, but we go over these essential things in our lives. And so th they'll be different for your family. Like we have neighbors up here um, because that's a huge part of what we're doing in our life. And you may have like health and fitness or that kind of thing. So what, what we wanted to do is, is to just give you an example of what this looks like. So we're gonna do kids is what we, especially cause I forgot them earlier. I'll show you I love them. Um, they, w so a lot of this is like spitfire at first. We're kind of both just like talking and then we'll, we pray usually at the beginning. We have to take a lot of breaks when we do this. Sometimes it gets heated and we're like, we can't talk about, it. we got to table this for a minute. Um, but with kids, we would start individually. And so we would be like, Noah, Noah's, you wanted to do Noah. Noah. 
Just like devotions in the morning, yes. prayer at night. He's he has transition transitioned this year to spending some more one on one time with Brian. Yes, he's dealing with stuff at school right. ministry and you're like relationships and girls are a thing. <laughs> we talk about that as like, well, we need to I've gotten fatter. <laughs> talk more often um, about that stuff. So we kind of that's on the list. So I know it's something that That didn't work. That was a major Um, fail. That was bad. Yes. But, yes, we're going through all our gifts and growing in. I think that's probably good. Yeah, so we'll go through every every one of these categories that you can turn to next to your family and kind of do that. And it's exhausting for that. Um, But at the end, you have a a good, like, daily list for each category for each week, monthly, yearly things that you're trying to Another, I don't have summer on this list, but we do try to talk about that at the end of December because it's a big deal. Summer is like your only free time, a lot of you with older kids who are in school. Um, so those are, those are the three practical things that we do. And what we kind of wanted to show you is how, in most of this is in hindsight, but looking back on our life, God has like, weaved this thread of purpose without us even knowing it based on our gifts and based on what he has called Brian and I to do. So we wanted to give you an example of how he does that because you'll be able to look back on your life and probably see a common theme of where God placed a passion in your heart and he's he's doing the same thing. 
and that's that's really essentially what we want for you to get today is that you leave being like I'm gifted in something my husband's gifted in something where are we gifted let's aim towards that let's aim our family that way so our the one thing that we decided to talk about today is creating a home for people I from a really young age wanted this is so weird but I wanted to give makeovers to homeless people so that they could have interviews, go, go on interviews, and then have homes. Because I was like, that seems, I see these homeless people, that's a solution. I don't like that they don't have a home. And so Brian was similar. Yes, yes. So more of this more uh, emotional. I, I, like I said, went on that mission trip with the youth camp we had uh, this spring uh, for me. But most of that was I want to, you know, I was on a mission trip, so I want to create places for people. home building um, with with my kind of journey. And from there, we've, we've both gone on mission trips and um, have done things uh, overseas or at home to that kind of have that that idea of building homes. We went to Haiti after the earthquake um, uh, and spent a, uh, spent a summer there, and we were physically building homes um, for Tom, building a schoolhouse for an orphanage while we were there, um, and tent tent homes um, mm-hmm. during um, basic things. And then from there, we really kind of, myself, but added to this desire to create a home for like a single individual or a, uh, an intent home and started the adoption process. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of was a way the Lord weaved that like, hey, um, adoption is a way to make a home for people. Um, and we adopted Noah, our oldest son, Well, meanwhile, too, he's building here, like in America, for his job. And uh, we're, I'm, I love hospitality. I'm having people over, trying to create a home. He starts as the youth pastor. Um, we have kids live with us for days or weeks or months, which we'll tell you a little bit more. <laughs> um, just, just trying to give people who haven't had a home or whose parents are like we're in a rough spot like just give them a home basically um so he he was not doing this the lord was not doing this just in these like really big crazy ways it was very daily like how can i when i'm at target go through the line and make my cashier feel at home like how can i see her in this so it's not always like this is so much hindsight as us looking back at this but a lot of it is just what what you're doing in the day. Yes. So we and we had also a time where we were, I guess you could say, busying up. Yes, absolutely. We like, what are we doing with our life? Um, but knew, like, hey, the Lord wants us to take care of the needy. We want to, like, take care of people. And so we started, we're like, maybe foster care. Like, foster care seems like something um, to do. And so that, um, so we went through the foster care process. No, I got pregnant, like, as soon as we graduated, and so we were like, this was a waste, like, when, and so, uh, but 
the Lord used it, and that we'll tell you about that in a second. So, but even the things sometimes that seemed like this didn't even go anywhere, the Lord is still using when you're staying in line with those like heart things. So then we moved to Sonoya, um, which is a really long story, and I wish I could sit down with each of you and. But we intentionally built a house that backed up to each other to find where we were and who we were as people um, in the inner city of Phoenix that turned out to be really a lot more accessible um, for us. Um, and so um, it has a vision mindset. Of dream. Yes, a dream mm-hmm. that we are going to um, serve our neighbors that are less fortunate than us. And also just have, like, a big porch. Like, that was a part of our, like, dream. Like, I want a big porch that people – it was so funny because we sat on the porch when we were planning this, and every single time we went outside, someone came up. Like, some neighbor came and sat down with us, and I was like, this is what we're talking about. Like, this is exactly the thread that the Lord has done, and we just positioned ourselves to what God was already doing. Um. So while while we're there, this past year, two years, two years, yeah, we've had a new big foster care that is foster care system that's come, uh, and it's funny because one of the biggest foster care systems that we thought was going to come will come in the next couple of years. Um, and yesterday we started seeing uh, one of those We took a whole family. trying to create and on Wednesdays we have dinner uh, we have youth with them and we try to like use real plates and silverware and because they I mean it y'all it's crazy just in Sonoya they don't have kitchen tables no one's cooking for them they eat out of bags with our young ones they have to like teach the teacher has to sit down with a pre-kayer on the first day of school and show them how to eat like with their fork so we've been like trying to do that just to, just to give them a picture of what home is like. But all that started just by from positioning yes, ourselves right, right. towards this. It's more of a posture. Like we don't know what's gonna happen here, but this is where we feel the Lord's leading us, what we value, um, where we're aiming. Um, and then to get to that destination is the goal. Um, even hindsight is a blessing. Right. So Always hindsight. But we have good news, and then we have some questions, or y'all can ask questions if you have any. So if you go to the last slide, and I'm going to read this, sorry. The heart we need to build and sustain an abundant family is not something we can establish in ourselves. Rather, it is given to us by God in relationship with Jesus, cultivated through intimate familiarity with his life, his heart, his thoughts, 
feelings and desires. So if you are at all feeling weighty right now, like we have to come up with a vision, we're not aiming at anything, we're aimless, the Lord has it. Like our only job is surrender and position, and he is going to do everything else, and you're going to be ama- like amazed when you line yourself up with him, what he does. Does anyone have any questions? Brian gets to throw a cool ball speaker if you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's pat it's padded. It's like a pillow. So the question is, are we sharing that list with our kids when we go through and decide like Noah's doing X, Y, and Z? And I would say sort of. Some of the, like, most of it I would say no, but he definitely knows, like, he's spending more time. You're going to spend more time with Dad. Like Tuesday I went out with my mom for mom grills and – so I, I re- like told both of them in the morning, you're going to have some one-on-one time. So if you have questions for dad, like get ready. He's going to have some questions for you. Y'all are like going to chat. So I think we let them in. We let them in on a lot of the other things because we want them, when you do ministry, like we want our kids to feel like they're doing it with us. And so we want to bring them in on that. Is that what you yeah. He's never done a diet. I don't even know. hear that? 
Okay, that is a loaded question. <laughs> we get it a lot, though, I feel like, because yeah, of what I we mean, do. We so. Walk, we walk with almost fear, like endless. Um, and you're putting yourself in a situation where you know they're going to encounter what you don't encounter. Um, they're going to encounter stuff that um, may not be appropriate for their age, their sex. trying to be in in love in our interaction. So we have our kids be present to um, and understand that that's not easy. Every day. Um, but because of that, like they are exposed to things not only from us as, as a school standpoint, but from a teacher and educational standpoint as well, that we would not do this. And um, so that we can effectively so we are we're pretty much just overly involved in that. Yeah, we did you hear what what did you hear at school today? Did right. And at home with our like neighbors when we had those kids live with us, the sacrifice for us is that we treated we we treat our neighbors like they're like two. So I mean not in how we talk to them, but our kids are never without us. Like if they're going to play outside then we have to go sit outside and play outside. So it's a lot of it is just protecting them in that and then having those discussions. But I can say we have been living in public housing for seven years, and it has only been good. They have encountered a lot of bad things, but they love the Lord. And the faith that it's building in them, I would not trade that for fear. Can y'all hear that? Like, how do we say organized? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a vision statement person, Emily. (laughs) Um, We, it's a. I do it in my calendar, so like, it's all we. I write it out, and we come back to that. So we we literally like pulled out my old calendars for the year, and we're able on that last page to see where we have written everything out. So yeah. Yeah, don't, yes, right, yeah. Or he needs it in her calendar, I don't, or whatever. Most most of it, what's helpful is you have talked about it and you plan it ahead of time. And usually one or the other is more organized and can be like, hey, let's just get this done. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Okay, we're not doing that. Do what works for you, though. Thank you guys. Y'all are dismissed to your groups.